Hi friends, welcome to the Start Thriving podcast, where trauma survivors come to thrive. Each week we will explore topics surrounding self-discovery, emotional processing, and reclaiming your power from past trauma. I am your trauma healing, deep feeling, coffee sipping, nervous system regulating host, Chelsea Bartell. I am so happy to guide you home to yourself. Welcome to the Start Thriving podcast. I felt like it was appropriate to share with you what trauma is, how we misidentify or um, discount certain experiences as being trauma or being painful, okay? The first place I'd start is with the definition of trauma because there's not one uniform definition of trauma. If you were to go out there and Google it right now, um, or if you were to go search on Pinterest, or if you were to go watch a YouTube video, you would get all kinds of different definitions. Um, so I wanted to give you a couple so you get an idea of what my message is, what I'm trying to help people heal, and why you're here. Okay. The first definition that I have for you is from Gabor Mate, who does amazing, amazing trauma work. Um, I would recommend anything that he writes, speaks, puts out into the world. Okay. His definition of trauma is trauma is a psychic wound that hardens you psychologically that then interferes with your ability to grow and develop. It pains you and now you're acting out of pain. It induces fear and now you're acting out of fear. Trauma is not what happens to you. It is what happens inside you as a result of what happened to you. I love it. I love those last few sentences. It's what happens inside you as a result of what happened to you. Now, the next definition that I have for you is from Peter Levine, who founded Somatic Therapy. Okay, Somatic Therapy is a very interesting field um, because it involves healing through the body, which is something that our culture and society and current mental health treatment is dismissing. Um, we believe that by talking it through or by medicating ourselves, that we're going to find a way through it. And I, for one, would love to see mental health take a complete 180 and start working with the body and start working with the nervous system and start working with the spirit. Peter Levine's definition of trauma is... Trauma can be defined as any unresolved autonomic nervous system response. It's about the nervous system's response to an event, not necessarily the event itself. Very simple, concise, to the point. The next one that I have for you is from Bessel van der Kolk, who wrote The Body Keeps the Score, which is an amazing, um, but I do have to say very intense book, so if you intend to read it, um, just be mindful that you may be triggered, okay? Bessel says, Not the story of something that happened back then, but the current imprint of that pain, horror, and fear living inside the individual. These events leave us stuck in a state of helplessness and terror and results in a change in how we perceive danger. Also a very, very good definition. But the one that I like to give to people because I feel like it's very 
multidimensional. Um, it's very all-encompassing. It comes from Mast and Kip. And Mast and Kip does very um, Tony Robbins-esque uh, trauma healing and trauma coaching. Okay. Mastin's definition is trauma is any experience of threat, disconnection, isolation, or immobilization that results in physical or emotional injuries that dysregulate the optimal functioning of one's body, brain, spirit, or health. I don't know of any experience um, that doesn't fit under this umbrella, right? Now, while the other definitions are perfect, um, at encompassing the way that the trauma feels inside of our bodies. I like Mastin's because it really gives us the full picture um, and the full range in which trauma can be, right? Um, there's a very wide array of experiences that people don't often recognize are traumatic. Therefore, we go through life just thinking that, oh, I have anxiety. Or, oh, I'm a perfectionist. Or, oh, I'm a people pleaser. Or, oh, I have um, self-sabotaging tendencies. Or I have addictions. And we don't realize that these are a byproduct, a manifestation of unresolved trauma. Okay? And before we get into the manifestations of trauma, I wanted to share with you a couple experiences. And society doesn't really recognize as being trauma, but it is very much in the realm of all of these definitions that I've shared with you. A couple of common experiences are losing friends, romantic relationships, especially toxic, um, difficult, chaotic relationships, accidents, this can be death, this can be loss, this can be natural disasters, this can be sexual violence, um, this can be racial violence, this can be emotional neglect, Emotionally immature or absent parents, lack of safety in your home, inappropriate responsibilities as a child, bullying. Trauma spans over such a wide array of experiences that it's really difficult to capture everything that it is. But I hope that those give you a sense of where you may have experienced trauma in your life. Okay, And let me just say this. Trauma is anything painful that has happened to you. Anything that you didn't know how to navigate. Anytime that you felt alone or you felt like you wanted to run or you felt like you wanted to fight, right? We have so many of these experiences daily because we live in such a traumatized culture and we, most of us don't really even realize it. And the rest of us profit on those who do realize it. Um, so it's a very difficult place to be in. Um, and honestly, I would just love to see a world of healed people. I would love to see a world full of people that start taking their mental health seriously. Um, and by mental health, I mean no more medication. I mean no more diagnoses. I mean no more, no more bullshit. Trauma is very much a physiological and biological experience that we continue to bypass. Um, and it's time to update the system. <laughs> it's time to start treating it different. 
it's it's not working and if anything it's perpetuating our sickness right i work with plenty of people that have gone to therapy for years and years and years and nothing comes of it maybe they know how to name their emotions maybe they know how to de-escalate um a thought spiral maybe they just need somebody to talk to right but these aren't actually navigating trauma the trauma is very much stuck in our bodies via our nervous system okay so when we experience trauma what happens is our nervous system doesn't have the ability to cope with the level or intensity of the event right so our nervous system is essentially our internal surveillance system okay and it's constantly on the lookout for danger or threat um, and also safety okay but most importantly it protects us from danger or threat the ways that it does this the channels in which our nervous system listens through per se is between us and other nervous systems being other people Um, it listens through environments and it listens through internal senses and situations okay so those are the three channels that our nervous system is listening and perceiving danger through in connection to others and other nervous systems in our environment and in our own system okay now what happens when our nervous system perceives danger or threat it activates our survival responses which i'm sure many of you have heard of being fight and flight but there are actually a couple more that aren't very talked about, okay? So we have fight, flight, fawn, and freeze, okay? The intention behind these survival responses is to either fight the danger, run away from the danger, appeal to the danger, or freeze and shut down, hide from the danger, okay? Now, When we experience an event that is too big for us to use these survival responses to safely evade the danger, that is when our nervous system becomes stuck in the on position or off position. And by that I mean the on position looks like um, our nervous system is constantly on edge. It's very um, emotionally reactive. Um, It's very easily um, irritated or angered or we have this constant desire to keep busy and to keep moving, okay? Now, the responses that would classify as the on position in our nervous system would be fight, flight, and fawn. These are all of our on survival responses, okay? The off positions of of our, well, when our nervous system is stuck in the off position, we are stuck in freeze or shutdown, right? So this looks like very maybe um, apathetic. We don't really feel anything. We're kind of numb. We have very shallow breath. We may want to hide away or isolate ourselves. Um, We may be very discouraged, um, have a hard time motivating ourselves or completing goals or even just taking care of basic needs, okay? 
That's what it looks like to be stuck in the off position. And again, the on position is very on edge, rapid heartbeat, um, very shallow and kind of intense breath. These are all the on position, okay? So when we experience trauma that is too big for us to process, our nervous system gets stuck in the on or off position, right? And we continue to respond from that place of on or off. We may also oscillate between the two and have very dramatic shifts in mood going from on or off, on or off, right? This causes a problem because it disrupts many, many bodily systems, um, being our immune system, our um, digestive system, our blood circulation, our breath. It disrupts a lot of things internally um, because we are consistently responding as though we're in danger, even though we may be sitting in a classroom, even though we may be going to work, even though we may be getting ready for bed. Internally, our body is still responding as though we are in danger, in the initial danger that we experienced that turned our nervous system on or off, okay? When we are responding from this place of on or off, that is survival mode. Survival mode is how do I get through a day? How do I get through this next hour? How do I get through this experience? Survival mode is our basic settings, our basic functions, um, the things that we desperately need to survive, but that's it. There's no joy, there's no fulfillment, there's no passion, there's no creativity. We are quite literally just surviving and figuring out how to get to the next day, and that's it. And in this place, we feel really exhausted really hopeless, really um, distraught. Like there may never be a day where we don't feel like this. We may feel like we're broken and defective and damaged. And I know for me that when I was there, I had a very long stretch of being in survival mode where I was constantly on edge, so much so that my body was just fucking tired um, so much so that I would come home and I would just cry and cry and cry because I had suppressed so much of my emotions during the day and I had put on this face for everybody else like it was all okay. And I went through this cycle for months and months and I thought there would never be an end. I thought I am never going to feel better. I'm going to have this mediocre fucking life and nothing is ever going to look up from here. You know, and there's also this, when you're in survival mode, there's also this sense of like, I don't know who I am. I don't know what makes me me. I don't know how to do X, Y, and Z. I don't know how to go through this world. I just don't know, right? And that's because your brain is so focused on surviving that you actually forget how to be. You actually forget how to feel good. You actually forget how to be present and take in life in a safe way. For those of you who are there right now, 
my heart is just is just broken. I know how devastating that can be. But above all, the reason that I'm here, the reason that I'm spreading this message, the reason that I'm doing this work is because I want you to know that it is very much biological. It is very much an intelligent way your nervous system is trying to protect itself. It is very much healable. It is very much something that you can recover from. I promise you, this is not a dead end. This isn't it. This isn't all you're supposed to be. There is joy waiting for you. And once you're able to, hopefully with my podcast, um, you'll be able to expand your nervous system so that you can feel safe in your life, so that you feel joy and feel creativity and passion and play and love. And you get to take off this lens that has been put on your life by your nervous system. You're able to open up. And see, life is a very joyous experience and it's only that your nervous system has come from a place of pain and trauma. And that's the reason you've seen life the way that you have. It does not always have to be this way and it's something that can be shifted. Okay. I got on a little tangent there, but what I want to circle back to is all of the ways that trauma manifests in our life. Let me break this down again. We experience an event that is too much for our nervous system to cope with, right? So then we get stuck in the on or off position, okay? And that is trauma, being stuck in that on or off position, not being in an optimal functioning state for our mind, body, spirit, or health, okay? We get stuck there, and over a period of time, we begin to install or build these behaviors and these uh, mental patterns into our lives as a form of protection, okay? And these can look like dissociative personality disorder, procrastination, Lack of trust and reciprocity in relationships. Chronic disorganization. Anxiety. Depression. PTSD. CPTSD. Insomnia. Shame. Anger. Fear. Inflammation in the body. Gut issues. Digestive issues. Impaired capacity for self-protection. Bullying racism, doubt and self-doubt, imposter syndrome, feeling worthless, ineffective, self-harm, suicidal ideation, hypervigilance, hypoarousal, perfectionism, inability to complete goals, lack of empathy, ADD, ADHD, overwhelm, bipolar, chronic disease, mind and body exhaustion. 
I know that that's a really long list and that can seem very intense and very overwhelming. It's meant to. It's meant to be a little intimidating because the future of mental health is not in medications. It's not in talk therapy. It's not in stuffing it down and pretending it doesn't exist. It's not in believing that you're broken and damaged beyond repair. It's time we look at these as responses to painful experiences that we couldn't navigate or didn't know how to navigate. These are, in fact, very intelligent responses that your nervous system has produced in order to keep you safe. I know that it fucking sucks and it doesn't seem like this is a way that your nervous system would protect you, but I promise all of these are survival responses. These have all come from a place of trying to protect yourself and your system. Trauma can be such a difficult thing to process because it looks different for everybody. Everybody has a different mixture. Everybody has a different trauma cocktail. And they all produce different results. Some of us might self-sabotage. Some of us may have social anxiety. Some of us may have bipolar disorder. Some of us may have panic attacks. No matter how it looks, it all comes down to the idea that we are all doing what we know how to do to keep ourselves safe. No matter what. And I hope that this can be a compassionate reminder today that every person that you encounter is doing what they know how to do to keep themselves safe. I know. I... <laughs> I used to work at a Starbucks. I know people can get rude. I know people can get mean. And it's been very humbling to learn that all of those rude customers that I have stories about were just doing what they did because they were trying to feel safe. Because maybe somebody didn't hear them when they were children. Because maybe their parents were absent because maybe they were on their way to a really big meeting and thought if they lose their job that they won't be worth anything. All of those people, everyone you experience on a daily basis is doing what they know how to do to keep themselves safe. And that goes for you too. <laughs> if I could have told myself anything when I was healing my trauma and when I was really, really going through it, I just wish somebody had told me that I make sense. That everything I'm going through makes perfect sense. And that I'm doing it because I'm trying to protect myself. Not because I am damaged or broken or ineffective or worthless. I'm doing it out of pure intelligence. How beautiful is that? And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that anxiety is a comfortable place to be. I'm not saying that being mentally, physically exhausted is a comfortable place to be. But I just want you to know that at the end of all of it, your body and your nervous system is trying to protect you. 
And it's absolutely something you can overcome. It's absolutely something that can be healed. Here's why what I do is different. I help people heal their nervous system. The place where the trauma occurred. The place where we got stuck in the on or off position. What I help people do is go back to that wounded nervous system and begin to feel safe again. Learn how to regulate, to self-soothe, to support themselves, to reach out, to co-regulate with other people and other nervous systems so that your nervous system can expand its view of what is safe and that way you move through the world differently. When you go within and learn how to define what safety means to you, when you learn that everything around you is a reflection of your internal experience and that there has always been a lens over your view limiting what you see as safe or unsafe. I help people shift the way that they view the world so that they can show up differently. One of my favorite quotes um, I'm actually going to get a tattoo of this soon, is by healing my suffering, I can heal this world. And I think it's so beautiful that when we all show up differently, that when we go within and we take our healing and ourselves seriously, that this world shifts. That we heal the suffering that blankets this world. There is something so beautiful about being a piece of the system, but also being the system itself. (laughs) Before I go on any more tangents, um, I think that'll wrap it up for today. I don't want to overwhelm you. I want for you to stay regulated. I want for you to stay conscious. I want for you to stay here with me, present in the moment. Um, And if in any way this did dysregulate you... I just want you to take a moment and I'd like for you to place your hands on your heart and if you're somewhere public, just imagine that you're holding your heart, okay? And what I want for you to do is to take a deep breath in and pause at the top and slowly exhale through your mouth. Let's take another deep breath in. at the top and slowly exhale through your mouth take another deep breath in pause at the top and slowly exhale through your mouth feel more present in your body. Let yourself be there. Let yourself be curious. Let yourself be aware of something that you didn't see before. 